Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Ross in the league when you've got even the pieces you're supposed to have, mm-hmm. you know, back. But yeah. yeah, that was her contention: is that the Grizzlies are that are, are that bad? I would tell you with John Morant back in there, it's a better roster than Portland. Yep. Uh, okay. Uh, when we come back, Florida Atlantic uh, played their first game of the college basketball season last night. That, of course, is going to be the Tigers' main main conference foe. I watched, uh, I'd say, ninety percent of the yeah, game. They look good. So I'll share uh, some observations. Also, Jason going to give you some reasons why he might be potentially concerned about the Tigers as they get ready to play Missouri tomorrow in a in a in in, an, in what I will call in my humble opinion a must win game for this program. Oh get into that when we come back. Jason and John 92 9 FM ESPN. With the biggest stories of the day from Jason and John on 929 FM ESPN. First story. All right, college basketball is underway uh, and last night was an important night for the University of Memphis. Uh, because it was our first look at FAU, top 10-ranked Florida Atlantic University. Um, a lot of intrigue for me going into this one, Jason, uh, because we know we obviously know how, how great FAU was in their run to the Final Four last year. We know they bring back everybody from that team. We know Dusty May is back, but the computers don't like FAU nearly as much as the voters do this season. So in, in, in what was sort of, I think, a, a pretty decent litmus test going essentially on the road against a team in Loyola that brought back a lot of their players from, granted, a bad team, but there was some continuity. Mm-hmm. How would they look? Uh, and the answer is they looked great. This was on the uh, this was on YouTube uh, and on Barstool. I don't know if uh, – Oh, yeah, Mississippi State was part of that Yeah, team. yeah, it was the Barstool Invitational. Uh-huh. And it was uh, – I, I got to be honest, I thought it was a hilarious broadcast. Really? Yes. Like it was like Big Cat and Dave Portnoy, and I'm not a barstool guy. I don't. I don't generally like. You know, I'm not into that 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 culture, or whatever. But uh, I thought it was hilarious. I, I really enjoyed it because it was just so obvious that neither one of those dudes had any clue about college basketball, and they didn't even try to hide it. They were like, <laughs> they were just like going in on. They were like. Uh, Man, Loyola, they're, 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 I got to tell you, their offense is just, they're, they're running into each other. I mean, this is real bad. Like, it's just like it was stuff you'd never hear on a, you know, yeah. buttoned-up, polished broadcast. I appreciate that. Like, one of the guys was talking about how he had the first half over, and they were, like, calculating how many points he needed to get it, you know? Like, it was it was funny. He was like, yeah. <laughs> uh, maybe for once. Yeah. yeah it, one I mean, time. I don't, I don't, you know. You know, you want to protect. Uh, maybe you want to be a barstool guy. Maybe that's what you found out last night. No, I'm not. That, that you actually, you really do like. It. I like. You like that culture. I like that broadcast. Okay. Like I like the the spin on. You know, what I'm saying like the traditional. You know, you want to you want to listen to Fran Fraschilla. That's fine. You can listen to Fran Fraschilla. You know, but give me some guys that are like betting on it. I think it's funny. I think it's actually a hilarious uh, 
uh, you know, setup. Here's my, are you higher on FAU after watching them so closely than you were um, going in? I, yeah, I, I was I was relatively high on them going in, but I think it sort of confirmed for me that they are going to be as good as they were a year ago. Who's the American Athletic Conference champion? Um, can I reserve that for Friday until what? Friday? You, I mean, know. you both teams have played one game. Yeah, but – and theirs was against a better caliber opponent. Right. And Memphis played a, 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 a damn Jackson State that lost by 30 against well, You've had two San exhibitions. Diego. You've had a preseason. I'm going to just ask you. No, no, you can't wait. We do this on a daily basis. I can't, I, it's it's going to be FAU then if you're forcing me to choose today. I mean, because I haven't, I haven't really seen anything from Memphis that would make me put them over FAU. I mean, FAU was the preseason favorite. Uh, and, uh, and they didn't even play well to me yesterday. How are we going to match up against that big boy uh... – Dude, he's the golden. He, yeah, you're not. He had 19 and 10. <clears throat> you're not. Five blocks to go with four he, steals. He, he is the, and I'm glad you brought him up because he is the key to what they do. Yeah, exactly. He let him. Like, it's he's not angry I mean, yesterday. Obviously, you know, Elijah Martin and John L. Davis. Elijah came off a bench, I yes, saw. Yes, he did. But he, he still did. played a lot of minutes. He, he didn't, didn't look all like, no, he look didn't. rusty, but yes. figured that's going to come off. Golden is, is when golden he was is in. Uh, Loyola just couldn't do anything on offense. They just they they would drive in and they would have to go right back out. So does Memphis have enough bodies to throw at him? I don't think so. Between Jordan and Jordan and Malco. Now and- now now Memphis will be better at dribble penetration than Loyola. Obviously, I mean Loyola had you know a bunch of damn rec league looking guys out there. But you know the the truth of the matter is is that FAU is to me. They're totally, and I tweeted this last night, they're completely legitimate as a top 10 team. Like, if you were wondering about that, like, because, again, they didn't play well last night. Elijah Martin's not fully healthy, coming off the bench. Um, they can shoot the three really well. Um, they, they, it just looks like they're the same team, because the, they are. They're the same team as a year ago, and they didn't even play well. So um, I do think the analytics will catch up to them. Um and and I look, they're gettable. I mean, I think yeah, they passed Memphis last night, but, but you figured they would with a win over a better opponent. But to your point about analytics catching up, they moved up. Oh, and Ken up, Palm, up, yeah, moved moved up past Memphis, went up to thirty two. Yeah, and they they'll be, they'll soon be higher than that. Mm-hmm. But uh, oh, it's just starting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, again, you know, they play a couple of cupcakes next couple of games, but then they've got that uh, Butler and what was that Illinois? That's where it gets. That's that's December fifth. It'll start getting good for them again, in terms of quality opponents. Yeah, uh, but now, they were impressive. You know, they did that in front of Sister Jean too. Sister Jean is now 104, 104 years old, and still getting out to games for Loyola Chicago. And you know, she's got a power, and so to do that and be as thorough in that beating a what in front a power. What's that? Sister Jean's got a power. Oh, like a uh, you're saying like a healing power. A healing power, a power to make uh, losers winners. Right. You know what I'm saying? Well, it's not working for Drew Valentine. Um, and again, they were so thorough in that beating with uh, right there in her presence. Yeah. So I, I thought very impressive performance by FAU. No, I agree totally. And uh, like, I, I think I don't know if I'm ready to give them the conference just yet, John. Like well, you just did. Today. Well, they are a top ten team. I mean, they ha- you have to give that they're they're until further notice. I mean, well, they literally didn't lose but one player. Yeah. So they, I mean, they're the that I, I can't, in college basketball. They're the they're the pick, and you know until that's until, the advantage they have over Memphis. Yeah. Well, well, you know, it's kind of hard to say. Like, how can I say Memphis, how can I put Memphis over them? I can't. I mean, I you know, I, there's just no way I can put Memphis over them right now. Um. But yeah, maybe Memphis wins on Friday. Maybe Memphis wins, you know, a couple games in this uh, battle for Atlantis. Then we can start to have the you know, sort of conversation. How much of a challenge will Memphis put up against FAU? 
they're gettable in a way maybe that Houston wasn't. Um, and Memphis had success. So I, I, I suspect Memphis will be able to get one against them. they got to get Golden in foul trouble. Um, That's how you beat there's them. There's no doubt about that. Yep, you get him out of the game, and, and uh, they're very different. They're very different. But there are not a lot of rim protectors like him in college basketball. I mean, it's a huge advantage. And he's the guy that probably gets talked about the least for them, mm-hmm. um, you know, because their guard play and everything. But their guards are who they are to me because of what Golden is back there providing, both on offense and defense. Uh, so that's going to be something that Memphis has to figure out. <laughs> You know, and I don't know, like, Jordan Brown's not a defender, you know, and it's going to be tough for him to finish inside over him. So I don't know what their plan is, but uh, they're going to have to figure something out real soon. But, yes, FAU played their first game last night, uh, and, uh, yes, the takeaway is that they are totally credible and totally legitimate as a top-10 team, uh, and, and you know, Memphis is going to have to play really, really well to beat them. Next story. Speaking of that Memphis team, they've got a big one tomorrow night. We talked about it. Um, this is interesting. You, you asked about tomorrow night, maybe the Tigers coming out of there with a victory. Our, our man Jason Munns with the Commercial Peel, his prediction is a 91-85 Memphis win over Missouri, and I bring it up because Jason Munns uh, probably could have earned a respect burger for it. He nailed the uh, – he nailed the final score in terms of his prediction before Jackson State Memphis. A little bit of a shout-out. Said 94-77, he hit it on the money. I don't think I ever did that, and my time is B-Rider, and that's pretty hard to do. Um, so, again, his uh, uh, I'm putting out his pick here uh, for that Missouri game. To my understanding, right, no line yet. That will drop later on today. Yeah. Um, but I expect it to be around, um, you know, the one-point game that I believe, if I get back over here, that Kim Palm still got it as. He still got it as a one-point Missouri win. So you figure it's going to be, yeah, 81-80 he does. Uh, very interesting, and I'm interested to get your take on this. Penny Hardaway said, uh, according to Munns and his availability yesterday, Penny Hardaway said yesterday that he still doesn't know who he's going to start for Friday's game. He mentioned, uh, he was asked about starting, uh, not starting really, Jordan Brown and Caleb Mills, and more so than reward, John, it seemed like, for Malco and for Jordan, um, he talked about not wanting Caleb Mills and Jordan Brown to get caught up with the other alphas with that first unit and to give them more options by being part of that second unit. Yep. It's very interesting to me that, again, guys that you would assume are in your top one to five, you're still putting down in the second unit because some of your one to five, is you, you have a fear of them getting swallowed up in it. Um, is it concerning at all that you don't have more of an idea what you want to do going into this Missouri game in yeah. terms of starting lineup. Yeah. I mean, no question in my mind. It 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 is um this is the this is always the fear. But when with these games so important. Yes. Right? We, and he's talked about that Penny has. Yeah, like you cannot you cannot be in a situation where, you know, and I I thought this is what, you know, sort of the the entire summer without DeAndre was going to hopefully yield is that, you know, you would have a really firm understanding uh, because everybody got here this year, right? Like, it wasn't a deal where you had to wait until the end of summer like We well, didn't get him year. in June like you wanted, but you got you got him, you got him in. Yeah. Like, Jaquan and all those guys. Yeah, I mean, like, they're a little later, but you still had the whole summer. Well, that's just Javon and all those guys. Right, that's true, that, yeah. That yeah. last group but, of three. But you still had him. And Jones. For quite some time. I guess, yeah, Jones yeah. Got, got here a little. I guess maybe you didn't have as much time uh, as maybe you wanted to. But the point still stands that – 
you know, because of the the weight of these games for what you're going to need to not really know. I mean, I it, it's 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 downright uh, scary, really. Um, you know, that's, could be gamesmanship. Just just put that out could there. Could be. Could be. I tend to, I tend to believe that could be when Penny speaks, he's being genuine, though. Like I would say, that's probably about ninety five percent of the time. Yeah, maybe like, ninety nine. If he says he doesn't know, I think he doesn't know. Uh, and and so. Yeah, dude, that's a huge uh, red flag. <laughs> it's it, it gives me PTSD thinking about all those you know years where you didn't know if it was gonna be Ball or Boogie or Lomax or you know what I mean. Like it just it gives me it gives me PTSD. Here's so. the quote: I, I just tried to get Mills and Brown, who didn't start, obviously came off the bench, uh, Jordan and Malco ahead of them with a group to get them more opportunities because there was so much more scoring in the first group. That included top scorers Jaquan Walton and David Jones reading from Munzer with the commercial appeal. I wanted them to come in the game and get going and not get lost in all the alpha males going in the first group. Mm-hmm. I just if that I just wonder if he sees the team like that. Yeah. If he sees his best way through this non-conference schedule is trying to balance out a, a first unit and a second unit. Right. That, yeah. I'm like you. That that scares me. Yeah, it, it doesn't sound um, like to me like it's the recipe for winning a game like tomorrow. Because to be honest, you, you know. Penny had talked about this, and maybe going forward he's going to change it up. Where you, you didn't really have any tests in the preseason, and so you know the hope was you get a little bit of a maybe a little bit of a feel for your rotation. Your starters through that right or through the first game, and the fact that you're here with one of your most important games of the season, absolutely, and not knowing the starting lineup, like almost like you're still experimenting a little bit, is a little bit scary at this point. Again, I do think they've got the bodies, mm-hmm. you know, for it to. To be a deal where you could start six, seven uh, different guys this season and still be okay, but uh, it just felt a little bit still experimental right. at a time where absolutely, uh, you know, you'd like to at least know who that five, six, seven guys are because I don't feel like this is going to be a game, John, where you're going ten, eleven, you're throwing freshmen out there unless you're just rolling. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, maybe it, maybe it will end up being the best thing for this team to have a Caleb Mills and a Jordan Brown on a second unit, and all of a sudden your second unit is looking more like a starting unit. Right. But that it just doesn't typically work that way in college basketball. So it, it, uh, curious to see how this plays out yeah. and who he starts tomorrow. It's just, you know, and I, again, I, I did not watch. I mean, I, I was following the Missouri game. I did not watch it. Uh, I don't even know if you could have watched it. Um, so I don't know exactly, you know, what all they look like. I don't know sort of what they necessarily – I mean, they put up 101, but it was against, you know, Arkansas Pine Bluff. Um, I know they bring back some guys. They have a couple new faces, you know. Uh, they shot 33s. Yeah. Uh, made 12 of them. Nick Honor was 4 of 10. Tamar Bates uh, hit hit three. They won't have Connor Vanover, who we remember from the Tubby days, uh, was once recruited to Memphis, and uh, when Tubby was fired, moved on. He's out because of suspension for playing in the Portsmouth Invitational. But uh, they've got a 7-2 kid and a 6-8 kid behind Connor or kind of around him uh, that they'll have out there. So, yeah, they'll be uh, – you know, Vanover's a, an issue that you have to plan for. So a little bit shorthanded, but still a team that can light you up with the three and maybe have enough inside. We'll see. I don't, I don't know much about um, Majak. He's the 7-2 center. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, but, look, it's a big one. It is a big game for Memphis. You win it, you start to sort of think, okay, there's a lot of stuff that this team is is capable of doing. You lose it, it's going to be one of those things where it's like, here we go again. It sounds like play's going to be sold out. Um, don't they, they got a big football game this weekend as well. Yeah, against so gonna, uh, Tennessee. Yeah. And you're going to have some of that crowd in there. So it'll be a – Yep. It'll feel much more like, you know, 
middle of the season, important Absolutely. type game. No doubt. You know, as opposed to just your second game of the season. Absolutely. Good hey, test. here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a break. Drew Hill is going to join us. Cool. We'll talk to him about uh, the Grizzlies, sort of how you make sense of, you know, he joins us every single Thursday anyway. So uh, he had some things going on, but he he did get some free some free time here. So we're going to join him, or he's going to join us, I should say, uh, and we'll talk to him about the Grizzlies diagnosing it uh, and and sort of what happens uh, the rest of the way here. Do that next, Jason and John. Any turn? Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. FM ESPN. Drew Hill's kind enough to join us. Grizzlies beat writer for the Daily Memphian. He does a fantastic job and certainly appreciative of his time. Drew, we're trying to make sense of this, and John and I almost got to fighting to start it all off because everybody's pointing fingers. We're all mad. Uh, Grizzlies sitting here one and seven. Uh, can you help us? Can you? Can is there any way to spin this positive to tell us it's going to be all right? Um, I don't know if there's a positive spin really to be to be put on a one and seven start. Uh, it's funny that you mentioned that, and I didn't catch the beginning of the show, but. Uh, I feel like that's kind of a lot of what's going on right now. There's there's just a lot of the blame game, right? Yep. It's it's the blame game at this moment. And the truth is, and like you can point to whatever you want, but the truth is it's it's a collection of a lot of problems that have all hit the Grizzlies at the same time. Like, you know, you okay, let's play the blame game for a minute. Let's I think you can point to decisions ja. that were well there's ja that's number one ja. yeah that's 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 part of this right like having him be suspended for 25 games is his own fault and is disappointing so there's that and then i think you can also point to some mistakes that were made by the front office of which you know zach owned up to a little bit in the off season uh and said did we need to triple down on youth and you wonder if, you know, they hit on a bunch of draft picks and their confidence got really high that they could pick the right guys and then it, a few of them didn't work out and now it's hurting them. You can point to Taylor Jenkins um, a little bit, I think, because, you know, part of this is that they don't always look organized on the court and there were lulls last night in particular where I felt like 
some of the offense, the, the possessions just weren't clean possessions for the most part. They were taking too long to get into actions. It was one action. It was one pass and a shot. Like it's kind of the opposite of what they talked about, what what they did well in that win in Portland. Um, and so there's some, I, I think part of it is falls is his responsibility. And then a big part of this is just the fact that they've been absolutely killed by injuries as well. And you can't help that, you know, some of the players that you invested in that you viewed as the future of your veteran players are not out. Like they, they prioritized Brandon Clark and Steven Adams and they gave those guys extensions and then they ended up being out for the season. So like, you know, some of that's just bad luck. So the blame game, you can play it as much as you want, but in the end, I think it kind of falls on everybody as a collective unit. And this is kind of what I wrote about. I think the story should be out pretty soon in my newsletter is, you know, now you've reached a point in the season where I think the biggest challenge ahead of them isn't even their current circumstances because those circumstances just aren't going to change. And the biggest challenge ahead of them is now, can you get over this mental hurdle, which is you've had a really bad start to the season. You've had a really crappy hand dealt, especially for the players that are on the floor now. Like it's not the players – fault that are on the floor now that guys got hurt it's not their fault that jaw got suspended it's not their fault that they're being asked to do a lot in in and play a lot of positions and do things that they haven't done before that's not their fault they've been dealt a pretty crappy hand but now the challenge for them is can you get over this mental hurdle can you do it like can you can you find a way to push through and give yourselves a chance and like this team isn't ready to quit and it's way too early to like fold and you can't really fold when you're already all in because this isn't a rebuilding team. You know what I mean? Like this, you, you can't fold. Not yet. Um, oh, this is a ground zero team. You're exactly right. This is uh, yeah. is there's, there's nothing to build yet. Right. It's just, so, you're just trying to dig through the rubble and figure out, you know what I'm saying? What's still there. Exactly. So you, you, you're in this spot where now that's your biggest challenge in my opinion. And I spent last night asking guys in the locker room, how, how do you handle this? And the, the answers varied a little bit. Um, you know, Jaron pointed towards the idea that, you know, some of the players, uh, you just feel bad for them personally because of the injuries and whatnot. Um, and Marcus Smart pointed to the idea that, you know, I haven't been on this team very long, but I know that this team is not in a position where anybody really wants to fold yet, so we have to find a way to push through it. And then I thought Zaire Williams' answer was actually the most interesting of all, and he essentially said, look, yeah, that is what we're facing. That is what that that is now kind of the next step in this process is like, do we have the mental toughness now? We've had the bad start. There's nothing we can do about the bad start do we have the mental toughness now to get through this? And it is, it does feel like for them, and I don't blame them at all for feeling this way. It feels like for them that this has become a bit of a us versus everybody thing, because you look around and, you know, here's the media talking about how much of a mess that this has been so far to start the season. And you look at the fan base and the fan base 
is very unhappy on social media that has a lot of critical things to say. And so now it's about bringing the guys that are, that they do have available, whatever that may be and coming together and taking this sort of us versus everyone mentality. It's, it's the fans, it's the media and like everybody's crapping on the Grizzlies right now because they're one in seven. And can you get through that? Can you be mentally tough enough to get through that? And I think that's what's next for this team. And that is a big challenge that they're going to face. Yeah, you know, and, and it is bad. I mean, you're getting it from all angles, and that's what happens, right, when it gets this bad. But, like, the conversation, for whatever reason, we took calls earlier today in the conversation. We got, like, multiple calls on Dylan Brooks. Um, and, and I mean, I guess because he is having an efficient season, he's, you know, having a, a – but there was no way that that Dylan Brooks was going to exist with the Grizzlies, right? I mean, he had made that patently obvious, hadn't he? Yeah, no, I don't think that it was going to continue to work. Um, Dylan Burks still has a lot of love in the Grizzlies locker room. <laughs> I'm interested to see what he's going to say before they play on November the 23rd because, as we know, Dylan Brooks does not hold back. I would not be surprised if we get some sort of, I don't know if unhinged is the right word, but like wild interview with Dylan. I, it would not surprise me at all if we get that um, before – these two teams play, especially if the Grizzlies are continue to be in a bad place. But I don't think that there was a scenario in which that they were going to move forward with him because the decision-making just wasn't very good by the end of the season. Um, and to Ime Udoka's credit, like the decision-making, it appears, has been better for Dylan Brooks so far this season. And, you know, I, I will say this, like – There was a point late in the game, and this is part of what you live with with Marcus Smart because he plays so dang hard. But, like, you know, it hasn't eliminated – moving on from Dylan hasn't eliminated players not taking good shots late in games. Part of that is the fact that they don't have as many offensive creators as they used to have. Um, But – it, that that still exists, you know, that, that hasn't been entirely cleaned up. So I think it's fair to say, you know, they're facing some of the same problems, even though they moved on from Dylan. But I think, I just think that the way that the season ended, there wasn't really a path to move forward with him. It didn't feel like it at least. Um, what do you think happens, Drew, with, uh, with Kenneth Lofton? Based on what we've seen so far from Biombo, is that going to be a deal where after the 25 games – you know, you're 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 gonna keep Biombo and then have to cut someone and, and Kenneth Lofton becomes, you know, candidate number one for that. Just what do you foresee for him? A guy that, you know, they what do they do? A four year with him last year, you let go of Kennedy Chandler, you know, he you didn't play him in the playoffs. You know, he's getting out there now, but it doesn't look like I, uh, we can we can go back and forth on that. What what happens with Kenneth Lofton, you think? I'm honestly uh, I'm not sure because he's ahead in the rotation at least for now, of a guy like Jake, a guy like Jake Laravia, um, the like. So you could theoretically, you don't. He he might be the easiest to part ways with. Mm-hmm. In fact, the easiest to part ways with is probably Bismack Biombo. But it just depends because you know he if he's bringing something to your team that you feel like is better than what Kenneth Lofton can bring you and. Bismack is ahead of him in the rotation right now. Yeah. Then he does. He his deal ends at the end of this season. So 
for that reason, he becomes easier to part ways with than other players, even though he might be ahead of other players in the rotation. It really just depends. Like, if they feel like he's a better player than Jake, then they might just they like Jake could be the guy that they say, "All right, we have to create a roster spot. We got to let you go." Um, but then you're eating salary for the next season as well. So it depends on what value he can bring. Um, and there's still some games here in between. So I, I don't know. I, I would be surprised, I would say, if that decision has even has been made or even if there's a lean yet because it doesn't feel like there should be. Like you, you need as much punch as you can get right now because you're in a tough spot. And so you're going to have to make that decision – closer to when that time comes, I feel like. Um, So I I don't want to say one way or another. I will say from a contract perspective, either Bismack or Kenneth are the easiest to let go um, when you're making that decision. What, what, like, okay, so let's just say that uh, they're uh, 6-19, and um, which I think feels right based on what we have seen, and we can just sort of do some math here. So let's just say they're 6-19. and What's a re- realistic, reasonable, and let's just assume health, realistic and reasonable pace for what this team will do when Ja is back? Like, is it is it 35 and 22? Is it 37 and 20? Is it, you know, uh, you know 45 and 12? What do we think is fair in terms of – because I, I, I'm personally bullish. I'm personally – I probably lean more towards the, 70, the 37 and 20 uh, because I think Ja fixes so much on offense. Where are you at in terms of what you think is – is reasonable. Yeah, I'm bullish too. I mean, I said last week that I, you know, he doesn't fix every problem, but he fixes the biggest problem. The biggest problem right now is that this team is not good offensively. They're just not. And they look disorganized. And, you know, part of it too is that they've been put in a bad position um, because they brought in Patrick St. Andrews, wanted to change some things offensively to help them and wanted to shoot more threes, which I've I've been thinking about maybe writing about this because I know there's a lot of complaints about stop shooting so many threes, like, but from a basketball analytical standpoint, like the two best shots on the floor are a three pointer and a layup. And that's not changing. (laughs) That's just math, right? That doesn't, that doesn't change depending on the team. Those are always the most efficient shots in the NBA. So like, it makes sense, but it doesn't make sense when you can't get open shots or you're taking three-pointers with players who don't shoot the three-ball efficiently, and right now they don't have a creator that can get them those types of shots. So you built this offense around having Steven Adams available. You built this offense, you know, to set you up well for when John Morant comes back. But it's actually, it feels like maybe worked against them a little bit early in the season, and they've already had to make adjustments. So there's been a lot that's made it really difficult. And I think Jaw's going to fix a lot of that when he comes back. So I'm kind of bullish, too. Um, my my question now is, like, if you're right, if, if they're 6-19, and 19, can you get to 500 by, like, mid-January? It's going to be hard. But you pretty much have to have to. Otherwise, you're in pretty bad shape. Like, look at what Miami did last year. Miami made the NBA Finals as a play-in team in the 9-10 game, by the way. 
And um, I don't think that that's out of the realm of possibility for the Grizzlies. And like we said, this isn't a rebuilding team. Like you should try to make the play in. I think that they should, you know, make trades, do whatever they can to try to be competitive. Um, but Miami wasn't above 500, didn't stay above 500 until January 1st, right? That They won on, on New Year's Eve. That, I think, made them 19 and 18 or something like that. And then they finally got over 500. You're going to have to to rip off like seven, eight wins. You're going to have to do that a few different times this season for a real chance, and that's going to be pretty hard. Um, but I think that they can do it. Like I, I think you do have to adjust the expectations now. Like I was really bullish on the Grizzlies coming into the season thinking that they, they were going to be a top-two seed again. But that was when Steven Adams was healthy, and that just changed so much for this team. And then they had a big loss of confidence from these these early losses. And, you know, now you just got to hope you can gather it at some point, and it's not too late. And so to me, that's what I'm looking to. That's what I'm looking forward to, to figuring out. Like, can they get to 500? Can they be in the mix come late January? Because if they're not, it is going to be too late. Um, what did you think of Santi last night? 12-8, and eight, uh, starts slow, finishes pretty well. 2-4 of four from 3, took that one very confidently there, cut it to a, you know, gave the Grizzlies a chance there late. Uh, just what did you think about Santi and, and the lift that maybe he can provide, um, you know, over this next 17? Yeah, I think that Santi is – we talk about the players that are still projects, you know. We look at – David Roddy and Jake and to some degree Zaire Williams mm-hmm. as like the projects, the Grizzlies projects. I think Santi's kind of graduated out of that a little yeah, bit. I like that. I think he is going to be a useful player for this team. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, he obviously didn't play his best game last night. The first half was pretty rough. That, that happens. I mean, Desmond Bain didn't play a great game last night either. Now the, the defense was set up to totally take him away. Right. Fulcher did a good job of coaching them up, but that happens. And, and I have faith that he's going to continue to be a useful player for them. And they need him, frankly, because Taylor Jenkins talked a lot about, you know, the fact that they've played with two bigs almost exclusively during their rise here, where the last two seasons when they've been the number two seed in the West, they've used two bigs on the floor together. Well, they weren't able to do that before Santi came back. Mm-hmm. I think just adding his size and having him there helps. He did a good job rebounding last night, which should be noted, um, even though he didn't play his best game. So I, I feel good about where Santi is. I know he missed the layup, and that was pretty painful, and there were some ugly three-pointers in there, but he helps them for sure, and he's not going to play that way every single game. And It looked a lot better in the second half. Agreed. Yeah. True, man. Great stuff Thanks as always. Thanks for doing this, brother. Appreciate you, man. Thanks. Yeah, thanks, guys. See you. Yep. Is Drew Hill. I just hope he can find a way to keep his spirits up, man, because well, – You should have asked him about Alabama if you wanted to do that. Oh, yeah. Can coming t- off a big one. See, you always do it when they're coming off losses. That's when you want to ask these guys about their mean college the, teams. You mean or the, just oh, college or football right? program, yeah. I mean, yeah, it, you could have asked him about coming off a big win over LSU, how he's feeling about the college football playoff. Yeah, you know? I think – Kind of brightened his spirits a little bit. Yeah, I think they should be feeling pretty good, don't you? Uh, they should. There's nothing to feel good about if you're Bears fans. So, yeah, that would have that perked him up. Uh, they got a good shot. I don't know if it's going to be what you said, beating Georgia in the championship game. You know what it's like when you're covering a team. Now, that's did you bad. say they would go on to win the national title as well? Not just, uh, I just the SEC title. I said they'd make the title? playoff. 
Okay. So they make but the playoff. By winning the SEC title. And if they win the SEC title, though, they certainly could win the uh, I just, championship. I'm just trying to see which part of the, uh, yeah. the prophecy. I mean, they looked amazing uh, against LSU. Uh, well, that was a game until Jaden went out. I mean, Jaden still, they still had a chance, LSU did. Yeah. But it was, Milrow was fantastic. No, you're right. You're right. They're letting him run. Exactly. That dude is so fast. Woo-wee! It's crazy how fast he is. Uh, and a great teammate, man. The stories on him about when he yep. got demoted, how he stayed with it. Yep. Kept encouraging guys. I love that, man. But you know how so hard it is it. when you're covering a team that loses all the time. You, and you know, like, how, you know, just – just try, just being around it, it you know, because the guys don't want to talk, you know. I mean, it can get pretty oh, yeah. miserable trying to do your much, job. Much tougher job. What was the hardest year for you on Tigers? Uh, once he stopped making the tournament. So 14, 15? Yeah. 15, 16? Mm-hmm. Those two years were brutal. Really bad. Yeah, like. And he's, you know, every he bet on, he put all, all his eggs into the Lawson basket. It didn't work out for him. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's wasn't a lot, their fault. It's a lot. It's a lot more difficult um, to do the job. But yeah, that you can't compare that to what the Grizzlies are right now. This is way more miserable. Oh yeah, this is. You were still hope there. Yeah, there was more of a big picture uh, concern crisis maybe with with those Memphis Tiger teams. This is more of a short term thing potentially. I mean, yeah, I've never had to cover anything this bad on day to day like that. Yeah, that that's tough as a B writer. Uh, anyway, thanks to Drew Hill for joining us on the show. Jeff Cog is going to join us at one twenty five. Talk to him about the Grizz Tigers' big game on Friday and more. Jason and John, I turn to FM ESPN. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Black Time Movement is changing moving in the city of Memphis. 
they're the best in town. I uh, I don't want to put, put any you know false words out there, but I heard ever since Jason was profiled that uh, he may be getting a new spot, a new pad. That's just what I heard. I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard maybe uh, new digs coming, moving on up, man. <laughs> hey, maybe he will, maybe he won't. Maybe you're about to get on that move. Let Black Tie handle that for you. They're the best in Memphis. They're going to show up on time. They're going to stay on budget, and they're going to treat you like a VIP. Get that black tie experience every single time. Book your move now, 316-6196. Black tie. Change and move it in the city of Memphis. Now, you're going you're gonna, to uh, hold off for interest rates. That's a smart move. No, it's just complete lies you're telling. Oh, I'd be li- you know I'd be lying, bro. You know I'd be lying on the air. No, we're good. Faith not good in our home in I'm, I'm Cordova. Start, I'm starting to get that itch my damn self. You know that, well, but you I can't talk about yourself. Now. I can't do anything about it till them interest rates go down. I ain't, I ain't. You gonna have to pry that three percent from my cold dead hands. You know what I mean? Jen, can find you. Not in no damn three point something right now. I mean, that's what I gotta wait on. I gotta wait on. Uh, You'll you be know, waiting for a minute. Conditions. Uh, every every month, I'm gonna see what Jerome's got to say. You mad? You trying to get up off that pool? Gotta get up out. The, oh my god! Gotta get up out that pool. Gotta get up out the. Uh, I, I need. I just. I gotta. I gotta. I, I have like. Uh, you know, some people have a. Um, you know, like an itchy trigger finger with cars. You know, and they gotta get like a new car uh, every. Would be my brother. I'm. A, I'm like that with houses. I gotta. I gotta. I gotta move. I gotta. I gotta see something else. You know, even though that's a bad. That's kind of a bad decision because. The longer you stay in the house, the more equity you build up and the more it's worth, you know? That's how it works. But uh, I just, I'd be, I be trying to, like, you know, I don't know, switch, uh, switch spots. Just calm down. Yeah. It's like with the Grizzlies. Calm Everybody down. just calm down. Yeah, because I had a guy uh, tweet me, you know, and uh, it's the same thing we talked about. He, he basically said uh, Taylor Jenkins' offense is uh, shoot threes, and Taylor Jenkins' offense is the reason why Dylan Brooks is not in Memphis. And I pointed out to – uh, the guy on Twitter, who's a who's a listener, uh, Sir Franceschi, uh, and I appreciate him with the pronunciation there in his bio. Um, you, this is not Taylor Jenkins' offense. What they're doing right now, because he's down his best screener, he's down his best rebounder, he's down his best reserve in Brandon Clark, and he's down his best player, bro. Like, oh, like, this some of that St. Andrews or whatever y'all well, call it. I mean, it's just hard to. I can't. I don't have much energy for judging him right now on this offense. Like, I just, I, I don't. I refuse to believe that this is what it actually will look like. When Jai is back in it, I mean that's the most. I, I mean, not, are you taking the last? I looked, you were taking the third most threes in the league. I don't know what it is today. It doesn't seem like it's gone down that much. But uh, will you still be that high uh, in terms of uh, output three point from the three point line? I, I hope not, mm-hmm. um, because again, you you ask yourself who are your shooters? Kennard, Bain. Once Jai's back, you know, we'll see on Smart what he can do in catch and shoot situations rather than being the guy with the ball in his hands. Um, but this, no, John, he's continued to say this is the way the league's going. Like, that, he plans to incorporate this mm-hmm. and more threes with Ja. And right now, I'm just saying, while you're trying to, again, just, you're just trying to rally, get as many wins as possible, can you adjust right now? Can you, whatever it is, just, few, again, we realize what you're trying to go to. Right. But can you adjust it again to, again, more paint touches for Jaron, being more of a half-court squad, less threes. Yeah, absolutely you can adjust that, especially when you got guys out there bricking the way you do. Yes, yes. So, I mean, again, those are wrinkles that you have to be able to incorporate, I would think, again, for the situation, adjustments that you have to make. Right now they need to make all the adjustments in the world because uh, this is not working. Uh, it is definitely oh, not working. You're dead last in the in offense. But I don't know if there's anything, you know, 
you really again I understand that you're resorting to threes for the most part, or at least I, that's what I think, because um, you you have again the creator is not with us, so he he makes everything easier in the paint. Nobody like there's nobody that can get to the paint right now and finish. Like you have nobody on this roster that can do that consistently. Kennedy would have got you there. Uh, John F. No, Kennedy Chandler. He would have gotten that paint. He'd have been your creator too. He would have held it down. That that is, uh, I gotta say, you got the ham horns over there, Brad. Can we get the ham horns going? Oh, John, for that? oh, John don't like that? my Kennedy Chandler take. Oh, you, you're telling me cutting Kennedy Chandler and keeping Kenneth Lofton was the right move? Now Kennedy Chandler, Kenneth Lofton, who you didn't even play in the playoffs. I'm just saying, which one would be helping you more right now, Kenneth Lofton or Kennedy Chandler? I, I, just that question. Which one would be helping you more right now, Kennedy Chandler or Kenneth Lofton? I guess I'll, I ain't calling him a fix, but I'm saying which one's helping I, I more. I can't believe you're, Come a, on. you're asking me this question. Because you know what the answer is. You don't want to answer it. Lofton ain't doing a damn thing for you. I, I mean, it just, but yeah. And, and the whole point, you're going to do it right for, for, for the playoffs. Got him play. Then he comes into this year. He's in the doghouse because the shape he's in, or whatever else you want. That's what. So what are we? That's a. That's another miss. That's a bad decision there, because again, Kenny Chandler ain't the end all be all. You don't fix this, but there you got a creator, John. You got a guy that you picked at one point and thought, you know what? We're getting great value for this kid. Uh, we can develop him behind John Morant. Um, I guess Gilliard's good enough for you, huh? Yeah, I mean, I, you could have been starting Kenny Chandler. Man, we'll start, yeah, he, he, he would be well, doing, doing more than is Kenneth Lofton is, he is playing playing somewhere now? I don't is even he... know if he's in the league, bro. Well, why don't but you just go you, get Chris but, Gioza? But you spent the pick on him. And again, Lofton hasn't done anything for mm-hmm. you, both playoffs and this year. He is, uh, I don't know, yeah, I don't know where he is right now. Either. I don't know, man, he got to be in somebody's G League, right? Uh, organization, yeah, he, was, he, was signed with the, he signed with the Brooklyn Nets in October, but he was waived two days later. So, I don't know, but, I mean... Jason's ready to give you the 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 the, the su, 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 super bad. Y'all did him wrong. Uh, I I have no problem with Kennedy, but I don't think he's I don't think the uh, uh, second round two year second year guy. You talking about creators, bro? He would have been a creator. That's why he's over there. Kid was born to do set folks up. Be rubbing your eyes and forehead. I, I mean, we're just it's getting ugly over here, man. We're we're we we are. That we're, man would have fixed the Tigers' point guard play, and right. he would have fixed the Grizzlies right now. It's like that uh, home cooking. What's that movie where everybody And I'm not was, playing with y'all. He would have definitely been. You cannot dispute me that he'd be doing more for this team than Lofton. That is indisputable. What's, wasn't there a movie where, like, you know, people were, were uh, stuck in, like, an L? You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. 
And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.